All right, good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us all here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. And uh, we continue our catechesis through the book of First Samuel. Today, the ark being brought back after the judgment upon the Philistines. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Mm, Okay. Let's say our memory verse for this week. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, verse 6. And our psalm, Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nation say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see, they have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell, they have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the heaven, Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Getting something else ready here for later on. Just want to make sure I have it ready to go. There we are. All right. Our first reading today is a continuation of the St. Paul's epistle to the church in Colossae, chapter 2. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, 
having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are shadow, a shadow of the things to come, but of the substance, or of, but the substance is of Christ. That's an important note, uh, especially as uh, maybe you consider how congregations and uh, Christians of different confessions relate to one another, um, is that we don't judge each other based off of our ritual and our rites, um, the religion, if you like, the, the, the day-to-day living out of the faith and, and the choices that people make within the Christian freedom they have. Right? But if we're going to judge uh, one versus another, we do it according to the substance, um, that is, Christ. What, who do you say Jesus is? Right? Why did he come? What is the purpose of Christ's um, coming? Right? And make the judgment based off of that. Um, because Christ is, of course, the heart and center of the Christian faith. He is the all in all, the substance of it all. All right. Um, Now our reading for catechesis is from 1 Samuel chapter 6 and 7. Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send or how yeah, how we should send it to its place. So they said, If you send away the ark of the God of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return it to him with a trespass offering. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. And they, then they said, What is the trespass offering which we shall return to him? They answered, Five golden tumors and five golden rats, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and on your lords, therefore you shall make images of your tumors and the images of your rats that ravage the land, and you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from you, from your gods, and from your hand land. Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he did mighty things among them, did they not let the people go that they might depart? Now, therefore, make a new cart, take two milk cows, which have never been yoked, and hitch the cows to the cart, and take the calves home away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart, and put the articles of gold, which you are returning to him as a trespass offering, and which in a chest by its side. Then send it away, and let it go. And watch, if it goes up the road to its own territory, to Beit Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. Seemed reasonable, huh? Then the men did so. They took two milk cows and hitched them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they set the ark of the Lord on the cart and the chest with the gold rats and the images of their tumors. Then the cows headed straight for the road to Beit Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. And the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beit Shemesh. Now, the people of Beit Shemesh were reaping their harvest, wheat harvest, in the valley. And they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. Then the cart came into the field of Joshua at Beit Shemesh and stood there. A large stone was there. 
So they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the chest that was in it, in which were the articles of gold, and put them on the large stone. Then the men of Beit Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices the same day to the Lord. So when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. These are the golden tumors which the Philistines returned as a trespass offering to the Lord. One for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Goth, and one from Ekron. And the golden rats, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and country villages, even as far as the large stone, large stone of Abel, on which they set the ark of the Lord, which uh, stone remains to this day in the field of Joshua at Beit Shemesh. <laughs> then he struck the men of Beit Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck 50,070 men of the people, and the people lamented because the Lord had struck the people with a great slaughter. And the men of Beit Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before his holy Lord God, this holy Lord God? And to whom shall it go up from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kirjath-Jerim, saying, The Philistines have brought back the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up with you. Then the men of Kirjath-Jerim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. All right, very good. So, um, some questions and answers. These stories are so vivid, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, what did the Philistines do with the ark? Right, we had that yesterday. They took it to Ashdod and had placed it in Dagon's temple. And remember, they kept moving it around. All right. So now, uh, what do the, or who, I should say, advise the Philistines on what to do with the ark? Yeah, it was their priests and diviners, right, of the Philistines. Um, they gave some advice here. What was the advice? Yeah, return it with a guilt or a trespass offering. And what trespass offering were they told to send <laughs> by the diviners? That makes sense, right? Five gold tumors, five gold rats, according to the number of Philistine rulers. Of course, uh, what did they hope would happen? Right here, verse 5. They thought God would lift his hand from them and from their gods and their land. And we'll see how that goes. Of course, uh, what were the Philistine rulers accused of? Verse 6. Yeah, hardening their hearts, just like the Egyptians did. Uh, that, that news of that story, um, that holds on for a while. Yeah, tumors. That was in yesterday's reading. There's a question about the tumors. Um, as that was one of the ways the Lord afflicted the city uh, where the uh, where the ark was dwelt. So it was in Ashdod, and what were the other cities there? Um, Gath, and then also in Ekron. Those three cities, they all had, there's you know, they broke out with tumors, and they had the rats infecting the city. Um, I don't know, it's a combination of New York and, um, um, I don't know, Chernobyl maybe. <laughs> Put the two together. Sounds pretty terrible, yeah? All right. Um, how did they prepare to send the ark back? This is actually going to come up again um, later on. I think in 2 Samuel, actually. But, but here it is, something similar. They made a new cart with, and with two milk cows that have never been yoked. 
um, which had been newly separated from their calves. Okay, so why milk cows? I don't, I'm not really sure. Um, but these aren't usually beasts of burden, right? And uh, why were they told to watch the ark? According to the priests and the diviners, yeah, to see what happened to the cart that carried the ark, right? So they're looking, uh, this is kind of like, um, oh, I don't know, the diviners, you know, the way that they find water with the, with the rod, divining rod, right? So it's the same idea here. You have the ark on the cart, and, and where it goes is going to indicate what? Whether God's hand um, was, was at a play or whether it all happened. What did they say? If it happened by chance. Yeah, it's right there in verse 9, right? So the direction it goes, if it goes back to where it belongs, then you know it was the Lord's hand that was against them. All right. And what did the cows do when they were hitched to the cart? Yep. They went straight to Beit Shemesh, kept on the road, and they lowed all the way. The cattles are lowing the... Oh, no, that's a different thing. All right. <laughs> uh, what does Beit Shemesh mean? Beit is house. That's why I pronounce it Beit instead of Beth, but the Hebrew way. Uh, but Shemesh, that's the sun. So this is the house of the sun. Uh, why is this a fitting place for the ark to return? You might think of that, uh, that old song, right? The house of the rising sun. Wasn't that, isn't that the song? Yeah. The church is the house of the sun. Um, you can see this in the prophecy, actually, um, which will come up in the, at the end of the scriptures and, and Malachi, actually. Uh, Malachi. <laughs> can't spell Malachi. Come on. Oh, there we go. Chapter 4. Oh, I still didn't get it right. There we go. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stumble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch, right? So you have God's word being a refining fire there. Um, but also, listen to verse 2, but to you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in its wings, in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel, with statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. That's, uh, of course, John the Baptist. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Right? So you have uh, the law of Moses, God's word, actually um, serving um, two purposes. So it's a, a sharp two-edged sword, as Isaiah says, right? Right, um, cutting to the division of bone and marrow. So you have the law, which is crushing sin and burning up the wicked, but also um, the gospel, which is the son of righteousness, Christ Jesus. Right, so it's fitting to go to Beit Shemesh. I like that. Of course, what were the people doing in Beit Shemesh when they when it was on its way here? See that in verse thirteen. Yeah, they're harvesting their wheat. Of course, now think the coming of the rising of the sun, the son of righteousness, on the great and terrible day. And the harvesting of wheat. And now maybe you understand Jesus saying to his disciples as he sent them out, um, two by two, the 70, right? The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Yeah, this is when Jesus comes um, and to gather a harvest of believers. Uh, where did this, the cart stop? This is right here in verse 14. Yeah, by a large stone. Not just any stone. It's in the field of Joshua, right? Um, so uh, think of Joshua. What's his name? 
It's actually the same name, Yeshua, Jesus, right? Joshua. Um, we pronounce it differently to distinguish the two characters, but they have the same name. And uh, what is the ark then? The ark is the, the indication of the presence of our Joshua, Jesus, right? And of course, the rock, Christ is the rock of our salvation. The ark had been captured by the, from the Israelites' camp at Ebenezer, which remember, that was two days ago. Um, Ebenezer means the stone of our help. Now we have it coming back to a stone and here of Joshua, of Jesus. How's that for a um, full circle? What do you think the uh, significance of the ark, you know, the dwelling place of God being on a wooden cart? Emphasis on the wood. Yes, the ark was a, on a wooden ark um, as Christ was on the wooden cross. What did the people do with the, uh, the cart and the cows? He's not being commanded by God, so it's fitting to take the ark together with the chest containing the gold objects, place them on the large rock, and make sacrifices with them. Uh, now, who removed the ark from the cart? Key, this is according to the word of the Lord, the Levites do, right? So they called for the Levites to do their, to the, do their job using the, uh, the poles that would go in through the rings on the side, right? Um, and what did the people do? Again, they offered burnt sacrifices and made uh, other sacrifices to the Lord. You see that here in verse 15. All right. What did the Lord do to the men of Beit Shemesh? We've talked quite a bit about this already in the last couple of days. Yeah, handling the holy things of God. Right. Be, be, be cautious, right? They had um, chosen to look into the ark, which they were not given to do, to look into the, the holy thing of God. All right. Um, and, and so they were struck down, quite a few of them too, right? 50,070 men. Why were the men of Beit Shemesh then worried? Why were they lamenting? Well, what do they say here in verse 21? Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? And to whom shall it go up from us? Legitimately good question, right? Who can stand in the presence of a holy Lord God? Only those forgiven in the blood of Jesus. Now, who took the ark away? It is the men of Kirjath Jerim, taken to Abinadab's house on the hill, right? And who consecrated, who was consecrated or set apart to guard the ark of the Lord? Here we have Eleazar, Abinadab's son, right? All right. Um, we'll talk more about the ark tomorrow in Kirjaf, Jerim, and etc. With Samuel. Meditation on this text. The five Philistine rulers remind us of the law which cannot save but always condemns. The Philistines realized that only the God of Israel could offer mercy to them. That mercy was revealed in the wooden cart which brought the ark back to Israel just as the Lord would be lifted up on the wooden cross as the king of the Jews, to draw all people to himself. The ark returned to the field of Joshua to remind us that our Joshua, Jesus, shall come and gather his people as the Son of Righteousness. The church is the house of the Son, where Christ is present with his people through word and sacrament. There the hand of the Lord serves his people the gifts by which forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation are freely given. People in Beit Shemesh died because they had looked inside the ark rather than being content with the promise of God that he was present on the mercy seat where the blood of the sacrifice was poured. 
So we are called to hold fast to the Christ who binds himself to water, bread, wine, and preaching in order that we might stand in the presence of the Holy God. I think that's really an important point to remember is that we approach God who is holy and just and righteous not um, by our own means or our, our means of our own devising, you know, like those priests and diviners, but rather we approach him um, as he's promised to come to us. Hello. There's a dove right outside my door. That was cute. <laughs> All right. Let's pray um, our catechism for this week, the table of duties to wives. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5.22 this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 3 verses 5 through 6. We pray. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion all Christian women into wives made in the image of your bride, the church. Teach them to submit to their husbands as to you, their Lord and Savior. Give them hearts that trust in your word, honor their husbands, and look to them for love and spiritual headship. Deliver them from all fear and faithlessness. Where their husbands fail them, support them with your grace, and let them find their sufficiency in you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. On this Wednesday we pray for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God, for parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Today we pray in Thanksgiving with Garrett, who rejoices in his birthday, with Catherine and Carter, who rejoice in their baptism, with uh, the gift of life for Arthur, who will be brought to the waters of baptism on Sunday. also want to keep in our prayers um, two of our um, sister congregations here in, the, uh, in our district who received candidates yesterday. Um, sorry, they were here in front of me and then my computer's apparently scrolled. Okay, um, our our friends at Emmanuel Adel, we give thanks to God, having received uh, placement of um, candidate Paul Marks and his family. Also, uh, with our friends over at uh, St. Paul Falls, receiving candidate Robert Schrader to be their associate pastor. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Lord have mercy. We pray for... Those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Kelsey, Amanda, Roy, John, Timothy, and Janice, Sandy, Linda, Ken, Aaron, Penny, and Blair, our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutheran Heritage Foundation, and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. We pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, 
now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, I haven't done uh, the hymn here from church yet, so I have our internet highly restricted so that uh, I can be sure to have enough bandwidth to stream for you, which also means it takes a little while here to download the music off the internet uh, that I use. Okay, And there it is. Excellent. Come, you faithful, raise a strain of triumphant gladness. God has brought his Israel into joy from sadness. Loose from Pharaoh's bitter yoke, Jacob's sons and daughters, led them with unmoistened foot, waters. For today among his own, Christ appeared bestowing his deep peace which evermore passes human knowing. Neither could the gates of death nor the tomb's dark portal, nor the watcher, nor the seal, hold him as a mortal. All right, that concludes our congregation of prayer for today, April 28th, 2021. It's so good to have you with us um, each morning. So I see you there in the chat. Grace, Donna, Karen, Eileen, Gus, Don. Tim will join us later, he says. Yeah, it's good to have you. Audio and video were great today. Well, they weren't perfect, but they were, they were good enough. We'll put it that way. That's the whole key, right? Good enough. Oh, yes. Pray for Jeremy. I did get that call last night. Uh, we'll make sure we include him in the prayers tomorrow. He's having hip surgery today. So we'll pray for him tomorrow for healing. Yeah, I did, I did get that message. I wrote it down last night at the meeting. Uh, but didn't make it onto the sheet this morning. 
All right. Very good. Well, we'll take care of that. So pray for Jeremy. Um, also pray in Thanksgiving for our sister congregations here. Those are really the two closest, I think, congregations to us. Um, both receiving candidates from uh, Fort Wayne Seminary. So excited about that. Um, and Pastor Marks, who's going to uh, Adel, uh, happened to have the largest family of all the all the families being placed from Fort Wayne, which uh, we were pleased to see. Uh, of course, reached out to him. He has six children, so uh, that's beautiful too. Just uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know if the district presidents probably look and say, "Hmm, where can we put the?" Oh, look, there's the Gillespies. We'll put them right next door because they seem to be kind of similar in many ways. All right, very good. Lord be with you all. Uh, join us later this evening, actually, at 7 p.m. for our Bible study on the book of Hebrews. Today is a day of catechesis. I've got chapel in a few minutes with the day school children, and then also have catechesis with our uh, catechumens this afternoon. So quite a bit of catechesis today, but uh, it's lovely. So always look forward to it. Lord be with you all, and we'll see you tonight.